At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin Big Bets here on VEASAN. Dave Ross alongside Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada on a Tuesday, Amal. I already look up. We got baseball going on between Toronto and Tampa Bay. We got a lot of NFL to get to today. We're going to have Tyler Fulgham join us later on this hour. Whenever Tyler and I get together, buckle up. It just sometimes, Amal, you might have to break up a fight or two. And then Josh Towers is going to be in studio with us uh, in hour number two at the top of the hour. And I, I really can't wait to talk to Josh about, obviously, everything uh, reflecting in the betting market. But really, with this Toronto and Tampa Bay series, I think yesterday was the first of five. Yeah. And yet the bean brawls going on. And, I mean, it was like – it was like a Monday night ready for fighting. <laughs> and I wonder if this is really going to maybe jump up a little bit as this series goes. And a, and a pivotal one if we think these are both playoff teams. Right. But if Toronto has any visions of running down the Yankees. Yeah, absolutely. For both sides, if they look to catch New York, they're going to have to really do well here. Right now, as we sit going towards the bottom of the third inning, uh, Tampa with a 4 nothing lead. Uh, so the race off to a fast start. A little bit of Keystone Cops by the Blue Jays <laughs> yeah. in the uh, defensive front or on the defensive front, rather, in this last inning here. Very quickly before we get to uh, our football conversation here, is there anything in the betting market today in Major League Baseball that might entice you? And again, I, I look at this series now after the way the Blue Jays came back and won it with a Bichette home run after he got beaned. And right now, as you mentioned, they're down 4 nothing here. You know, just not only this series, but the pressure. Are the Yankees feeling that pressure in the ALEs? Like, we can't. Blow. This can't be the reverse Bucky Dent, can it? <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that when the season was kind of starting to slip away from New York. But for me, the big thing is when you look at this team, I think that the the Rays and the Blue Jays are going to run out of runway. Okay. I just think the time, based on how many games back where they sit right now, it's going to be difficult to be able to catch New York despite the Yankees' downfall. The one thing in baseball is even when you're playing poorly – you're not going to realistically probably lose 19 out of 20 games if you're New York with the type of talent that they have. So Yankees right now sitting at 141 games played, 21 remaining. Blue Jays at 140. Rays at 139. Jays are five and a half back and Rays are six back. So still an opportunity there, but it's going to be extremely difficult to overcome. Uh, you, your original question in terms of who am I looking mm-hmm. at today, Minnesota's on a three-game losing streak. I like Ryan, who's pitched well. He hasn't pitched particularly well of late for the Twins, but he's on the bump today. I like him on the run line here, a bounce-back spot against Kansas City. Uh, 11 innings pitched this year, just a singular run allowed against KC. So I, I like Kansas, excuse me, Minnesota on the run line tonight to bounce back. Well, they have just struggled Absolutely. as of right? So again, see if Minnesota can get off the good foot today. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more Major League Baseball and anything that might catch our eye as the uh, two-hour 
program continues here. Let's get to the NFL. And I think, obviously, the surprise, surprised by many, and we shouldn't bring this up with Stormy when she comes on with Matt later on in the final countdown. But a lot of survivor picks went out the window last night with Seattle pulling that upset over Denver. Tomorrow, you and I are going to talk more about Survivor and maybe some some pathways for you as somebody who's already done this and navigated it successfully, how maybe you approach it now after week one. Because it was pure chaos, and it was capped last night with that 17-16 uh, victory by the Seahawks. What's your biggest takeaway, if, if not just from last night, but maybe from week one as a whole? I, look, I think the first week of the NFL season is the best time to take underdogs simply because we don't know what a lot of teams are. There's a lot of wild cards in the scenario. And looking very quickly, if you're watching on VEASAN.com, oh you my goodness! Colts, Titans, 49ers, Broncos, and Bengals, the big ones to go. But you know, Dave, the one that surprised me that survived was the New Orleans Saints. If you had to look at every team, there were two teams that were in peril. The Colts were down 20 to 3, and the Saints were down 26 to 10, and that was in the fourth quarter. So you thought New Orleans was even in more trouble than almost anybody outside of uh, Indianapolis. But the Titans have an opportunity. They couldn't get the stop of the two point conversion. They get into field goal range. Bullock's got nine uh, game winning field goals, I believe, since 2018. They can't get it done there. Then you see the 49ers who oh really should have put the game away in the first half. 7 nothing late at halftime. Yeah, but th- that game was played. It, you would have thought. It was an arena league game because the game was only played on the 50-yard line or the forward going on the uh, bare side of the field. Denver, two fumbles inside the five-yard line last night. Crucial, crucial turnovers. And then, of course, you had a situation with the Cincinnati Bengals uh, missed, uh, or excuse me, blocked PAT by Minka. And then, of course, the missed field goal by Evan McPherson. Yeah, I told you we're going to have Tyler Fulgham join us later on this hour. Tyler and I were going to do uh, Survivor together, but we couldn't get together on who we liked better in week one. Key of the Niners, I like the Titans. I mean, we, we, we didn't have a winner between us. You didn't, but you, you, you didn't, but here's the difference. Your pick was a hundred times better. And the reason Thank being you. is, well, no, the reason is what you're going to start. You're going to take a quarterback I, who started four games in his career it. on the road. I mean, he's might, he might as well be listed as a rookie salary wise. He's not. And, uh, you know, accrued years from an NFL free agency standpoint, he's not to me. I, I there's no way I, I would have taken a rookie quarterback. What amounts to a rookie quarterback on the road in his first meaningful game. I'm with you. And again, Tannehill did get the Titans down there. They missed Ryan Bullock, yeah. missed that uh, field goal, I believe, 44 yards at the buzzer. I would have been pretty upset had we gotten that entry in and that's how it came down. But I know there's a lot of people out there that share that angst today on both of those sides. By the way, four teams, this is, comes from uh, Mike Adams on Twitter, Mike Adams 13. Four teams, the Broncos, Bengals, Niners, and Titans lost outright, favored by five, five and a half or more. It's tied for the most week one losses ever by teams favored by five and a half or more. Happened in 99, 80, and 78. That's how far back we're going here. A Colts tie and a Saints close call as well. Could have been even more carnage to your point, Amal, but you just nailed it on the head here. I mean, again, you got to wait till next year. But remember this in week one next year that it might be the best time to hop on dogs because. We think we know who these teams are, a la the Titans. Number one seed a year ago, right? All right, Giants coming in town. Lay that five and a half, six, six and a half, right? Going to be no problem. 13 nothing and a half, it looks pretty good. And then the second half gets played. So just be weary earlier in the season when we do these predetermined outcomes based on last year's results. These teams do not look the same the next year. And I think a lot of people fall into that trap early in the season. Yeah, absolutely right. And then, of course, you got to overcome stupid coaching, which we saw in Denver last night. Oh, boy. Okay, so let's let's just let's speak on it because the elephant is in the room here. When you had Nathaniel Hackett, his first game as head coach of the Broncos. For those those living under a rock, and you didn't see how that game ended, they had a fourth and five, and they could have gone for it. Was what the conventional wisdom would have been when you give all that money to Russell Wilson to get him out of Seattle, or you can try a sixty-four yard field goal. Uh, that would have been the second longest field goal in the history of the National Football League. Well, it wouldn't have been the longest. No, Let's go for it. So go for it, right? It's, <laughs> it's not Justin Tucker 66, right? Or, or you, as we saw last year in, in, in Detroit to win a game. And it, the leg was there by McManus. He knew his personnel. I'll give him that. The leg was there, but the, the accuracy was not. It goes awry. Russell Wilson did the, the quarterback-y thing, which is to back up your head coach after, hey, coach makes a decision. We stick by it. We have confidence in him. McManus came out on Twitter, said, hey, we knew that's the yard mark we had to reach. I got to make the kick. He took the onus on himself, but everybody else was putting the onus on the head coach. And well, what'd you make of that decision? And if you're a Bronco backer like Stormy in Survivor, you're going, you have to go for that, don't you? Oh, I was glad when they were trying out the field goal kicker because I didn't think he was going to make it from that distance. But, you know, 
we, we see nepotism play a role in so many different things in life, giving people opportunities. And, you know, in this case, it should have worked in the reverse. Mm. His dad, Paul Can Hackett, was one of the worst coaches in L.A. sports history. There was an article in the L.A. Times 20 years ago talking about Paul Hackett. He's the worst coach, including USC, UCLA, Dodgers, Lakers, Kings, and, of course, at the time, Raiders and Rams. The worst coach in L.A. sports history, his three-year run at USC. Paul, Paul Hackett's son, he's shown Nathaniel Can Hackett. I mean, this is pathetic. You've got Russell Wilson. You just signed him to a five-year extension before the season started. This guy's brought in to win you football games. Let him get that fourth down and five. And by the way, Denver Denver was so cavalier and flippant in terms of how they were um, being aggressive. Oh. I was like, did you guys not realize you're losing? This is not a tie game. Uh, I they, couldn't believe the clock management. Just well, you, you start the what turned out to be the third down play began with a minute ten. Yes. The fourth down kick, there's 20 seconds to go. Be 50, 50 seconds to run a play and then run down 40 seconds and call a timeout. Yeah, but this is the problem in football in general. All these coaches rely on kickers, and then we see kickers miss them left, right, and center. We saw Rodriguez for um, uh, the Colts oh, miss yeah. one. Evan McPherson missed one. Bullock missed one. You've got uh, Young Way Koo missed a long kick, mm-hmm. but still. And then, of course, they want to try one even further. And by the way, you're at sea level here. This is not at uh, 5,280 feet up in Denver. No. So I'm with you, Maul. I, I just it was a, I would say to say interesting decision would be an understatement of the day, right? It was a it's a perplexing decision. I, I would use another word that starts with I, and I would go with idiotic. <laughs> Those are all fair. Now the Broncos got to somehow put the good foot together and, and get on the good foot here. Go back home and take on the Texans. We saw the Texans in a tie. Last week against those Colts, as you mentioned here, Lovey Smith played for that tie at the end of, the, of overtime as well. They're about midfield, could have gone for it on fourth and short, didn't, ran out the clock. We've got a tie. They're getting nine and a half, up to 10 now in the betting market. I look at this, and again, we're going to talk about totals here in the next couple hours as well. This total from 46 down to 45 and a half as yeah. well. Uh, boy, the Broncos. Easily, if they convert at the one-yard line twice, all of a sudden a, quote, good defensive performance by Seattle gives up 30 points in a loss. So it was very close to not being a good defensive performance by Seattle. Are we led to believe that the Texans can't play in mile high and that Davis Mills, who looked pretty good again and quite has kept had a pretty good rookie season, what do you make of this number now all of a sudden at 10 for the Broncos? Yeah, it seems a little bit high and a little bit optimistic from a Denver standpoint for me. Uh, I do look at Houston in this one, but Davis Mills struggled a bit in that fourth quarter against the Colts. And the one thing with teams that are better, it seems like when they flip the switch, you can see them putting the pressure. Look, Seattle didn't look like they came with the even within 100 yards of scoring in the second half. No. I mean, it, no, they, it, they, Gino was lights out in the first yeah. half, but the second half, the offense really struggled. They could put nothing together in that second half. Absolutely right, Dave. And so for me, I, I think I would kind of take a wait-and-see approach. Not my kind of play here. If, if I were to make a play, it would be on the dog only. I, I'm just not a big fan of laying big numbers in the NFL. I would be more apt to take the Texans here. Did you like the, some of the Seattle players after the game? Like, well, does this mean anything to you? And he's like, all I can say is, let's ride. Like they were mocking Russell Wilson, their old signal car, in, in victory. Hey, it's sports. Have your fun. But they took some shots, and they, the crowd booed Russell Wilson. Oh, my God. You can't do that. Sure you can. It's sports. Well, they can count all their Super Bowl rings. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They only have one. But Richard Sherman was tweeting out some shade as well. Bro, it's still hard to get it in from the one, isn't it? When we come back, we'll talk more about the other side of that coin for Seattle and look ahead to Thursday night's game as well. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. 
if you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VSIN show host and guest, 24 7 video, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long. We got pro tips and pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actual insights to help up your betting game. Sign up for our discounted football special. Get VSIN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl. For only $175, or you can save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back alongside them all, Shaw, I am Dave Ross. I can't believe that week one's aren't in the books. Yeah. Like, we wait all year as football bettors and backers, and we love the sport. Football is king in this country. And then it's a, it's a sprint. I mean, it just feels like, boom, you're off and running, right? Like, what a difference you and I sitting here a week ago – getting ready for that Thursday night game with the Rams and the Bills, and how everything looks differently now after one full week. So let's start with last night with Seattle winning that game. The rest of the NFC West loses. Now, everybody thought Seattle, they're not in play to win this division. Well, the odds makers still aren't buying in, even after that 17-16 to win last night with Geno Smith, because they are still 9-1 to to win the division. And they got a one game. We're going to give you a one-game lead. If you want to back Seattle the rest of the way. But look at this. Really not a whole lot of change at the top. The Rams still the smartest, uh, smallest favorite, rather, plus $1.25 to win the division. The Cardinals, really, there was no drift because all three teams lost. And in a way, all three teams kind of look bad, right? So Seattle, it gets shortened a little bit. But there really isn't any change because people are still not buying into Seattle. What would it take, Amal, for you to think that they actually are live? Because at 9-1, even with a one-game lead over the division, it doesn't feel like the betting market is buying in. Yeah, well, look, I, I just don't think they have the horses. I thought this was one of those scenarios where you've got a player coming back to the team that they played for so many times that team gets up for the game. Yeah. Um, I, I can remember one of the best NBA bets ever was back in the mid-'90s when Shaq returned to Orlando, mm-hmm. and they beat him by 20. <laughs> and you remember Nick Anderson doing like the mock, kind of like the neck thing or whatever he was doing. He was like running down the court, kind of imitating Shaq. So I think whenever you see some players returning in certain situations, and especially when it appears to be contentious when their departure occurs, uh, you look at those teams, and I thought, Seattle last night, if you had them in the points, you never trailed in any point in that game. No. You had an easy win. Now, granted, you had to deal with those two goal line stands, but still, you, you were covering the number comfortably. You know, and that's the interesting thing, and, and I was switching back and forth from the traditional broadcast with, with Buck and Aikman over to the Peyton Manning cast, and Look, I, I love the cast with the guests and the entertainment part of it. I get it. But what I really try to glean is the insight from those two guys and their football brains and what they're seeing. And I thought they were making some interesting points. Some believe that Seattle's on the verge of a Legion of Boom 2.0. But really, it was a very soft defense, the underbelly of it. It was a very bend-don't-break defense. And then at the end, they held. Next week, they're going to go to San Francisco. And they're getting 10 points yeah. against Trey Lance. 10 points. And that total. 42 and a, and a half. By the way, 30 points in the first half, cruising to the over 44, three points in the second half. Oof. 
So I wonder what style you're going to get next week. Does Seattle play more of that bend or break with, with a kid, or do they come after him more? Because I felt like it was respect for Russell Wilson. We'll, we'll play underneath coverage, give you the short stuff, but we're not going to, you know, they got the one shot over the top to Jerry Judy. But besides that, that's the way they played him. How do you think this game looks now with Seattle on a short week, remember, going to Santa Clara to take on the Niners? Yeah, this is going to be really interesting. I think this is a must-get game for San Francisco. You yes. don't want to go 0-2 in the NFC and then 0-1 in the division. So a good opportunity for them against the Seattle team on a short week, high off of the win against the Denver Broncos here. Dave, I think the big thing is Trey Lance has got to be able to hit the open receivers. Now, I'm not going to put that much in terms of deficiencies on him because the weather in that game. Yep. This is a game where he's going to have an opportunity. You mentioned it last night. Denver had guys running wide open. I mean, it was unbelievable. Very soft coach. Yeah. So this could be an opportunity here for San Francisco in this game to get back on track. I think this would be a pretty prominent money line parlay type of play. I know a lot of people like to do that. And it's, it's funny. I see these people in line at the sports book. I give me this, 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 and this. And I'm like, dude, come on. You're not ordering from a buffet here. You don't order everything on the menu. It's just unbelievable. Take a couple. Of, why, why are people so afraid of points? I don't understand this. You want to take nine teams and you got to win each one of them instead of just laying two and a half or three and a half with the team. Nine teams? I don't Are remember you? Ferris taking nine teams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's because he's pretty smart. He only right. took two. Right? So that's, that is a trap that yeah. people fall into, right? Well, look, think about this. Forget this past weekend because we saw so many of the upsets. But, Dave, it doesn't matter. Even if it's, if it's Alabama against Texas, if it's uh, Marshall, Notre Dame, A&M, and, um, uh, excuse me, App State, yeah. there's always a game that's going to be tight. You know, you sit there and think, oh, money line, money line. Look, there are times where you're going to have teams that just blow people out of the water. Um, you know, I can't think of a game right now, but, you know, USC dismantled uh, Stanford. But if you look just at the final score, the game was tighter than you would think sure. based on the way SC was moving the ball in the first half. So I think get away from that playing those big money line parlays in the NFL or in college football. Just find the game you like and take the straight play because think about how many games – at a minus $3, $4, $5 you have to take to equate to a minus 110. And that's exactly it with the Niners. If you want to back them money line, and a lot of people will casually throw the, that in there on their parlay boys, that's $5. dollars you got to lay $5 to win to win uh, one uh, on the comeback there. And again, that could be, we saw it last night, the books made out again because Denver was one of those plays laying six, six and a half last night. A lot of people casually threw them on their parlay cards. I saw one big one out there. I can't remember exactly who it was on Twitter. I believe he had about 14K on Denver had they just won the game. He didn't hedge. He didn't get anything. Loses $1,000 on his bet, on his initial investment. So these are cautionary tales that we're throwing out there. Before you just casually throw that on there onto your parlay, realize that sometimes the, the juice is not worth the squeeze. It's a great line and great analogy by you in terms of looking big picture of how you're approaching the betting. Now, sometimes, look, you may throw in a team. I, I don't mind if you got to say a two and a half. I personally would lay it, but if you don't want to and you say, okay, I'm going to take that team at minus 150 or whatever it comes out to, 140 on the money line, not, not a problem. Or it might, might be a little bit higher. All I'm saying is don't be afraid uh, of laying the points because I, I see two things that people do when it comes to the NFL immediately. First thing they do is they look at the money line and like, okay, I'm going to take this, this, and this team on the money line. And then the other team is they go, oh, I'm going to tease this team and this team. You're, if you think that team getting six points is such a better play, I get it from the overall standpoint, like, hey, if you got Seattle plus 16, it's far better than the 10. But think about this. If you had taken in a teaser, the Ravens and the Jets game. Yeah. Any which way you slice it, if you took the Ravens, you won. And if you took it the other way, you lost. If you took some of these other games, it, it, you, like Atlanta getting the points, you covered the number. If you took a tease them up to 11, 11 and a half, you covered. I mean, and if you took New Orleans and laid it, you, you lost. Won it. Well, if you, if you oh, took a teaser, yeah, right, you could find that middle in there. Yeah. But I, I think it's a great point. If you are, if you're willing to take a say, and we we would advise, I think, if we're trying to help you out there, America, to stick to two team six point teasers, right? Because sometimes you get into those four, five, six game. Those are hard to hit. Okay, that's why you're going to get much better odds. We understand that. But if you're willing to take a team and, and, you know, maybe go two and a half to eight and a half, and look, we love Minnesota last week in that scenario, right? Yeah. You should be able to be willing to sprinkle some of them on the money line, as we were advising all week leading up to that Vikings-Packers game. If you really believe in them at plus seven and a half, plus eight and a half, then you're probably leaning towards Minnesota winning the game anyway. So just food for thought. Look, the, the betting report after week one, it's now official. You look at it, the faves, oh, my goodness, dog, straight down the middle. 50-50, 8-8 eight eight after 16 games, right? 
Look at the away teams, ATS, versus the home teams. Very little difference. 7-9 and nine for the away teams. Home teams fared a little bit better, 56% at 9-7. and seven. The big, the big money mover of the week was if you were betting those unders, man, you were cashing tickets almost, almost to a 69% clip. 11-5, the overs only 5-11, You and I were talking about this with Kelly a little bit before the show. If you look at just Sunday slate, there is one game on the Sunday slate that's at a total of 50 or more. That's Arizona, right? They're, they're at 51.5 against the Raiders here in Las Vegas. By the way, the Raiders last week were at 52. didn't get close to that. Right. Right. So it could be the revenge of the overs this week. I'm seeing a lot of low 40s totals, and I go, what year is this? Like, holy, I'm seeing 42s and some 40s and 43s out there. So I would be cautious about following that trend after week one. Sometimes the, the, the books adjust. And the public doesn't. Right. So to me, I'd start to look at maybe some overplays in week two and say, hmm, maybe I'm getting better value after what happened in week number one. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you get an overcorrection or overadjustment. Uh, we saw that the uh, Kansas City Chiefs were able to go through the Arizona defense like a hot knife through butter. The Raiders struggled a little bit uh, offensively in the first half. Uh, I'm not ready to jump on their bandwagon just yet okay. because I want to see what McDaniels is able to do. Look, the little hoodie didn't run a great offense when he was in Denver. Now we'll see if he's better. There's an epidemic of coaches <laughs> who get hired. Hoodie. Well, there's an epidemic of coaches who get hired from New England. Here's the biggest problem from the general manager who hires that guy. They forget that he's not bringing Tom Brady with them. Right. If Brady came with the little hoodie, he would have been better. Brady should be going to Charlie Weiss, Romeo Cornell, Bill O'Brien, the little hoodie, and all these guys and saying, hey, listen, dude, I need 50% of that money you're stealing. I, <laughs> well, I just to follow up on a point you had earlier, just looking up favorites that – uh, that didn't cover or that didn't cover that would have needed the teaser to cover this past weekend, only Eagles and Saints would have applied. There it goes. And so. you would have never teased those games. Anyways. Exactly, because you would have gone through zero and yeah. And that's the cardinal sin according to some. <laughs> when we get back, buckle up America, Tyler Fulton from ESPN joins us next year on Big Bets. It is Visa in the Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Easton Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is just a bit different. Everyone is on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. We are rolling on with big bets. Speaking of addictive, sometimes when you, you hang out with Tyler Fulgham, the personality can be a bit intoxicating. And you, you get wrapped up in the conversation, certainly about the NFL. Tyler and I have been known at it to go at it like cats and dogs. And Amal, I mentioned off the top of the show, we were going to do Survivor. Yeah, We would not have survived week one. <laughs> Tyler Fulgham, he is the host at ESPN <laughs> of Daily Wager. Shrammy, it's great to have you on the program, my friend. Let, let's talk there because Amal successfully navigated week number one of Survivor, right? And he went with the commanders in D.C. to Ching. You and I were fighting before the season ever began, and we wouldn't have escaped week one. Is there a lesson to be learned, sir? Yeah, don't do Survivor with a friend because uh, you need to just make your own decisions. Imagine if we had, if the Niners lost and the uh, Titans won, or if the Niners won and the Titans lost, and we had picked the opposite, we would have, you know, hated each other for life. What we probably should have done, like we did with our golf, is rank and confidence one through five. I think we both probably would have had the Ravens second, yes, um, behind whoever our uh, main our pick was, and maybe would have uh, had them uh, end up. Uh, surviving that way, but don't. It's like most things with money. Don't get involved with your friends. It's from all you do that right, and that's that's a, a good lesson to be learned. Either do a rank system so that you take all the arbitrary. Well, I know more than you, right? And the pride gets in the way, and you just go with the system. No, I'm just glad it would have been eliminated in week one. Imagine if it was week 17, and you've got about seven million dollars <laughs> at stake, and now all of a sudden somebody's not able to appear for work the next day because somebody's MIA in a trash can somewhere. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, let's be real here. People have gotten whacked for a lot less money. Oh yeah, 
And I will say, I'm the one who refused to do this. Dave kept pestering me up until the I final minute. He mentioned that Derek Stevens had, you know, put bl- blown up his spot saying, why aren't you in this with your buddy? I'm the one who saved us $500 each day. So you owe me a dinner, <laughs> friend, my friend. I don't know if that's the way it works. Let's talk about week one in the NFL and how the Rams, a game you and I watched together last week. And, you know, Maul kept saying to Tyler after the game, what's your big takeaway from the Rams just laying an egg on ring ceremony night? Uh, What do you make of Shrammy's Rammies after week one? I mean, I was a little disappointing, obviously. There's no doubt about that. I'm not too concerned because, one, Buffalo is a really, really good team, Mm -hmm. and we've seen the Rams have these moments. Matt Stafford and the Rams went 35 days in the month of November last year without winning the game. They had some really ugly losses against the Titans, against the Packers, against the 49ers, all ended up being pretty good playoff teams. But then, of course, they rebounded and won a Super Bowl because they added pieces like Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller. And if we know anything about – uh, Les Snead and Sean McVay, they're not going to rest on their laurels of this roster. If they see a weakness, like say at running back, where I definitely was surprised that Cam Akers did not see a bigger workload. Don't, don't be twi- don't get it twisted. Don't be surprised if Les Snead is out there shopping for running backs like Kareem Hunt or Saquon Barkley if they're available for teams that are out of it by November and December. If Odell comes back, if they try and acquire a pass rusher uh, elsewhere around the league. So not concerned right now. If it happens against a team like the Falcons, who we don't expect to be very good, despite how they showed in week one, then uh, maybe come back to me next week and ask me if I'm concerned. But uh, I think the Rams are in a uh, good spot for a bounce back against a Falcons team uh, in week two. Yeah, I would agree with you, Tyler, in terms of this team bouncing back. Good opportunity. But my question to you would be, uh, what first-round pick are they going to trade away, the 2042? <laughs> because it seems like I don't think they've got a pick coming for a number of years. I, by the way, I, I've learned everything about you except your social security number through my man Dave Ross here. i, I got to give you a ton of credit. You're probably the only guy in North County or South County that's loyal to the Rams since this team left St. Louis. So i got to give you a ton of credit for your allegiance. Traitor. But appreciate. <laughs> but can this team really kind of uh, kind of bounce back? Because when you saw them in Week One, I thought Buffalo stopped themselves more than anything else. I thought it was a yeah. you know a drop by uh, the the receiver on the one play. Some concerns offensively. You look in the NFC right now. I didn't see anybody in the West that really impressed me. I thought Tampa looked really good overall. Green Bay's got some question marks. Minnesota looks really good. Who is the team that you're looking at with concern from a Rams perspective? Yeah, for me, it's still Green Bay. I, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if the. I don't think the Bucks should be favored in this uh, conference. I, I actually think the 49ers and the Green Bay Packers are a better team than the Buccaneers, despite what we saw in Week One. Those are teams that scare me more than uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Maybe that's because the Rams, ever since Brady's been a Buck, uh, the Rams have handled him. Jared Goff with Matthew Stafford once in the regular season, and then with Matthew Stafford in the postseason in a game last year. Let's be real that the Rams probably should have won by a lot more than uh, three points uh, that was required because they turned the ball over four times to, I think, just one for the Buc- one or two for the Buccaneers in that second half. So um, whatever, it's like the Saints against the Bucks, the Rams and Sean McVay against the Brady-led Bucks haven't scared me. It's the Packers. We've never beat, never beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers since McVay has been there. We know what Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers have done with that run game. So those are the teams that concern me more than the Buccaneers. We'll see if the Eagles become a legitimate threat. They certainly have my attention after week one because they were able to throw the football, not just run it against uh, the Detroit Lions and win that game on the road. So, uh, again, maybe it's foolish to bet against Tom Brady. That, of course, has been foolish for a long time. But if I'm just being completely honest with you, I'm not scared of Brady and the Bucks based on what my Rams have done against his team since Sean McVay has been the coach and Brady's been in Tampa Bay. It's teams like the Packers and teams like the 49ers that have been a bigger thwart in my Rams side. Uh, six to one, by the way, for Shrammy's Rammies and the Eagles. Same number right now to win the NFC. So they're picking up what you're putting down there, Tyler. Let's talk specifically about the NFC West now. After week one with Seattle now, the only team to get a win in the division. The Rams are still the favorites to win the division. Not a whole lot's changed with the top three. A little bit shorter price now on Seattle. Should the Rams still be the favorite? Plus $1.25, Tyler, we're seeing today. And you mentioned, you know, what has happened specifically with Shanahan uh, against McVay. Plus $1.80 for the Niners, but very uninspiring in that loss to Chicago. Yeah, I think the market is right to have the Rams favored. And I will go back to the bet I made preseason about the 49ers at the better price, plus 180. I look at this division as basically, you know, a – a 45-45-5 toss-up. Say what you will about the Seattle Seahawks and their win. That was great in week one, but I don't think they're a real contender in this division. I think the Cardinals have about a 5% chance, and then I think it's a 45-45% toss-up between the Rams and the Niners, and you're getting a better price on the Niners. I mean, let's be real. No George Kittle. Elijah Mitchell goes down in the first half, 
and there's a tsunami at <laughs> Soldier Field. And the only way the Bears got anything going offensively was broken plays and madness. So th that's kind of a game that you put aside, just like I am for the Rams against the Bills. Week one for the Niners, I'm kind of just putting aside. Like, we still think this is one of the best rosters in the NFL. We still think this has one of the best um, head coaches and play callers in the NFL. So for I, I want the Rams to win, obviously, but based on the pricing, I think the 49ers are the better bet to win the NFC West. Yeah, you mentioned this. This is going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out. Want to go to the NFC East. Dallas now without Dak Prescott. They're going to be in trouble offensively. Philadelphia, I know people are enamored with what they did, but I want to remind everyone they played the Lions defensively. This team's going to be a sieve. Uh, but the Giants, I thought, had the most impressive win over the weekend. Tyler, what do you see out of the NFC East, and do you give the Giants a legitimate threat in this uh, thought in this division? You know, first and foremost, I just want to, you know, send my thoughts and condolences to the Dave Rosses of the world, those, you know, Cowboy fans out there who are now denied the privilege and opportunity to watch their great quarterback, Dak Prescott, compete for the next four <sighs> to six, maybe longer weeks. I, um, you know, no one wants to see injury happen in the National Football League, and it truly does hurt when uh, a competitor <laughs> and a friend loses Laying a it on player thick. from their team. Um, you know, but if there's anything to learn from what we saw last year when the Rams lost Cam Akers at the beginning, maybe – Dak can come back a little sooner. Maybe the team can rally, and maybe uh, Dallas can make some things happen in that NFC East. But, um, again, true condolences to the Dave Rosses and the Cowboy fans of the world out there. Cowboys stink. They stunk before Dak Prescott got hurt. They're the only team in that division that got worse this offseason. They've completely mismanaged their roster. Well, they, they've done a great job drafting talent and acquiring, but they've mismanaged it in such a gross way. I think Dak Prescott – is a good quarterback. I don't think he's an elite quarterback. So I don't think even if he comes back, he is going to elevate this team past rosters, specifically Philadelphia's, that are vastly superior in that division. Yes, Dak is better than Jalen Hurts, but I'm not sure by the end of the season if we're going to say that is by a significant margin, especially as players like A.J. Brown come in and help Jalen reach another level. So I would bet the Eagles. I think the Commanders and Giants are kind of interesting just for the price, but I think this is really the Eagles' division to lose. I was impressed with what Carson Wentz did, even though it was against the Jags, and I love that Saquon Barkley is back and showing us the talent that he has. Brian Dable, the stones to go for that two-point conversion when you're a team that's probably not playing for much besides trying to build culture. Love the way that he coached against the Titans, and I love – frankly, seeing the Giants win that game against the Titans because it meant that Dave could not rub in my face that I wanted the 49ers in week one survivor pool and he wanted the Titans. So thank you, Brian Dable and Saquon Barkley. But I think this is the Eagles division to lose. Kelly, we're going to have that whole thing removed and stricken from the record. That I, was, It came from the bottom of my heart. I'm sure it felt everything there, Dave. Felt very emotional from you. Uh, check him out, host of Daily Wager. Follow him on Twitter, sadly, as I do, at Tyler underscore Fulgham. Trevor, you going to play golf? Yeah, you probably. Uh, overseeding everywhere in Vegas. No, just the gym today and some uh, work in the kitchen. But uh, we'll, yeah. make, we'll make sure the golf game's tight, unlike yours. Yeah, you need to get back in the gym. There he is, everybody. Tyler Fulgham. <laughs> Thanks, brother. We'll catch up again soon. Come on back. Talk more football right here in Big Bets on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line boost and special lace up for week one with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance. Offers every single Sunday, all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on a Sunday night football game. Get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head to BetRivers.com and download the BetRivers app. It is a whole new ballgame. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. It is Big Bets on Visa, and a lot of fun having Tyler Fulgeman in the last segment talking all things Rams. I understand Tyler's position, and I think we kind of feel the same way. San Francisco plus a dollar eighty. If it's a coin flip decision, you're getting the better number at San Fran plus a dollar eighty versus the Rams plus a dollar twenty-five. We'll see how those two teams bounce back. By the way, those are two of the biggest spreads this weekend: the Niners ten-point favorites over the Seattle, and the Rams ten and a half over the ATL. So they're anticipating those teams to bounce back big time. Let's go to the college ranks because this is. A very fun exercise, but also for gamblers, you should take note of Amal's top five home field advantages. Now, let's give the criteria for these this, these power rankings that you have. This is basically forget score, forget team. Right. Just that the actual fan base, how they might be able to be really worth a home field advantage. Is that the criteria? It is, but here's the problem with the five teams we have listed on here. None of these teams are really great anymore. Oh, but, but the just, venue? Yeah, the venue. Yeah, it's just an amazing in terms of if the team bounces back and all of a sudden they start playing well, it becomes probably the toughest, one of the toughest places to play in college football. So let's go over the list because yeah. your point is, it's not we're not saying these teams, you're not saying these teams now with that home field advantage are, are maybe playable each and every week, but they are going to actually help those football teams, especially the, the programs that are not on the levels they once were, i.e., the LSU, Penn State, Auburn, Florida, and Washington. Yeah, so th- those are the five. Uh, let's start with number five, Washington. If you've ever been to Husky Stadium, you know the sound is retained so mm. well in that stadium. And it, it starts, the upper deck starts shaking a little bit. It's not as bad as the old Orange Bowl where you're little, uh, Kelly knows he's been in the OB. You go up in the elevator into that press box at the Orange Bowl, you're scared. You're like, let me get down. I remember I was up there one night. I was like, yo, I'm coming down because I'm not sure how long this thing's going to be up. No thanks, I'm good, Amal. It's always been my comment on that one. Yeah, that's ex- exactly right. But, but that's, that's, that's Washington. That's Washington. Husky field. Stadium, when the purple are going, I mean, they got great support. I've always said University of Washington probably has the best support for being in a professional city mm. where you've got pro teams for any team in the country. Because when you look at these other places, they don't have professional teams in the area. Uh, number two, Florida. When when the Gators are going, the swamp is oh, yeah. about as loud as almost anywhere, um, especially on the one side of the field. You have that huge, huge wall there at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Beautiful. It, absolutely great place uh, to go. I, I love the name Florida Field at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Great great place if you've never been to watch a college football game, but the la- it is loud. And I'll tell you what, had they beaten Kentucky this oh. weekend, we could have gotten to a situation where you started to kind of feel that ramp up again, but they're still a little ways away from getting there. So, We'll see how that plays out. Jordan Hare down on the Plains. I mean, this place gets loud. This is a great fan base. And, and you know, it's funny. All these Michigan people are like, oh, we beat Ohio State acting like they won a natty. You've done one thing in 10 years. <laughs> Auburn has gotten to a national championship, won a national championship in another year, and all of that during the Bama dynasty. 
that you got to you got to give this team a lot of credit for what it they've been able forgotten. to accomplish completely because Alabama has been so dominant. Right. But I mean, you got you have to give a ton of credit to Auburn. When did Michigan State do anything? Even when Michigan was good. I mean, it, it's interesting when you look at some of these other programs elsewhere, you have to give a team like Auburn a ton of credit. Really tough when you go down to Jordan Hare. It gets so loud down there. Penn State, uh, fortunately, they don't throw the urine bombs anymore, thank God. <laughs> but if you've been to State College, I don't know if there's a worse stadium in America to get in and out of. Wow. You better give yourself an entire day. But it is so loud when they have the whiteout. Can't hear yourself thinking that place. It is incredible. Uh, Penn State, big game coming up, with, including two of the three teams we say, have in there. Yeah, Penn State against of, Auburn, right? So they're going to go down right. there and figure out what Jordan Hare is all about. A- absolutely. And then Saturday night in Death Valley, I, I don't think there's anything like it. Um, if you're ever fortunate enough to go down there, Tiger Stadium, 100,000 people in Baton Rouge, only about a 70, 75-minute drive from New Orleans. Uh, just a great place to see a football game. Huge, huge stadium. And uh, the loud, the just the... The volume in there is just off the charts. Let's stay right there because, first of all, uh, me and my buds, we started a little tradition last year trying to go to some stadiums we've never been to. We went to the Notre Dame-USC game last year at Notre Dame just to see it, experience it. It was great. LSU is one of those way up on the bucket list for me. Haven't been down there yet. Mississippi State's coming in there Saturday night. You mentioned it. Is it a different feel for Saturday night at Baton Rouge versus a Saturday afternoon? 100%. 100%. I don't, I don't think that um, going to an LSU game at 2.30 Central Time is the same as the one that's a, you know, potentially a 6 or 7 o'clock kickoff. Everybody's had a few hours to tailgate in the parking lot. They're it is raucous. Up. Absolutely right, and it's going to be different. But important game here for both teams. LSU coming off the loss mm-hmm. against um, oh uh, my Florida, God, Florida State. State. And then, of course, you've got Mississippi State getting a decent road win at Arizona. They were dominant in that game. Will Rogers really playing effectively. This team looks really good. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. I didn't touch this game, but I'm really looking forward to seeing this matchup uh, in terms of how LSU potentially bounces back. LSU right now is getting two. We've talked a lot about it on Big Bet since we started this program. You look at the money line play there, LSU is plus $1.10. Right? So if you were to back the Tigers at home, and it will be Saturday night down there in SEC country in Baton Rouge. Would you be more apt to eschew the two? And let's go ahead and get that plus money, plus dollar ten, if we think LSU can win the game outright. Yeah, I, I would say so. I think if you if you think LSU is going to win the game outright, then you go money line here. I, I'm not concerned about that. Obviously, you know, it wound up to be the case in the two point loss against Florida State, mm-hmm. uh, or excuse me, one point loss, but. If you look over the course of a season, we always remember the one individual play that stands out. But for me, Dave, I, I would be looking at, hey, if I think LSU's going to win, I'm taking that plus money price right there. Let's talk about the home, home field advantages here in, in, in this game particularly. When you are handicapping college football and knowing what you know about the actual home field advantages, these are not, to you, these five are legit home field advantages, right? Is that a, is that a point? Is it a two-point or the conventional three points Home field advantage, because every home field is not the same, as you're pointing out. Excellent point, Dave. And I think some of the things that you have to consider is, number one, how a team is playing at that point in time. Look, LSU right now, not playing particularly great last year, was a rough year. They're bringing Brian Kelly, got off to a rough start in that game in Mm -hmm. the Superdome. Uh, They lose that one to Florida State. Now, if this thing gets going in the right direction, whether it's this year or next year, then I think you change how you look at the home field advantage for LSU. It becomes much more difficult. Uh, Penn State and Auburn, both teams, their fan base is going to really respond based on how the game goes mm-hmm. uh, between today, uh, excuse me, Saturday between these two teams. That'll be crucial. I thought Florida could have started coming back to what the swamp was had they beaten Kentucky. Washington now with an opportunity against MSU this weekend. And another one, I want to talk about those Gators a little bit because they are laying a big number against South Florida, 24 and a hook at. So. Would you, with that home field advantage on your top five list, coming off that bitter defeat at the hands of Kentucky, is there a hangover effect against the Wildcats, or is it no? Anthony Richardson starts to look like he did in Week One in their in their stellar win. Yeah, I think Anthony Richardson dominates in this game. Um, Twenty-four and a half. Remember, they were about eleven or twelve at home against BYU. Mm-hmm. Florida defense should be able to stymie this team. This South Florida team is is bad, and I'll tell you, Jeff Scott, he is NFL in Tampa. Uh, he is not going to be for long there. They're, they're in trouble. This program is going nowhere fast. I don't know if I want to lay 24 and a half here, but I, I got to tell you, Dave, I can't take it with the, with the Bulls. There's no chance. And let's stay on this uh, home field advantages for the applicable games for this Saturday, and let's go back to Jordan Hare. Why is it Jordan? 
J-O-R-D-I-N. It's Why D-A-N, Suge Jordan. I mean, like, what, what kind of name is that? But anyway, it is a great home field advantage, and they are getting Penn State in there. There was a whole bowl game about a decade ago. Sean Lee was playing for Penn State, uh, and Penn State beat him up uh, pretty physically here. What style of game are we going to get here? Because, again, low total, uh, and right now Penn State laying three at Jordan-Hare. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of laying the points with the Nittany Lions here. I think they are the better team. They've got a very physical team just like Auburn does, but – for me, uh, this is a really important game for Brian Harson and the mm. Tigers. Their, their season could really go in a positive direction and take off uh, in a good way. If they win this game, if they lose, depending on how they lose, could also have an impact. So I give a slight edge to Penn State. I'm not going to play this game. This is one of those ideal in-game opportunities, Dave. I, I think you just sit and wait, find a better number on either side. Maybe Auburn catching six and a half, seven and a half in-game. Penn State maybe getting a few points. Uh, I just I would wait for something like that in this one, unless you love it. So again, those are Amal's top five actual home field advantages that we have in in today's era of college football. Not saying those are the best teams, but certainly the best home field advantages: LSU, Penn State, Auburn, Florida, and Washington, rounding out the top five. So do with that information as you will when you get to the Gambling Saturday here in college football. Also, give out a pro tip each and every hour. And the one that we gave out this hour is teasers and parlays. Sure, they can be profitable. But if you love a team in a good spot, you might want to just think about playing them money line or lay the points with a favorite instead of teasing those teams down to potentially zero. There might be more profitable situations than, than teaming those up all the time in teasers and parlays. That was our pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour across the VEASAN spectrum. That means at least 20 a day here in the network. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com. You can sort them out by show or by sport. Josh Towers in studio next. All the MLB you can handle here in Big Bets on VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.